Braves have won the Stanley Cup. We're the winners. We're the winners. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's 10 straight W's for our Calgary Flames. Ties a franchise record. Happy Family Day, Flames fans. Welcome to Blasty's Corner, episode 28. Grant Chung with you with co-host Chris. Two franchise records tied today. 10 straight games in a row for the Flames in the win column. And eight straight games for Lindholm with a goal. Uh, he almost he had that earlier in the game, but you know we almost uh, he almost didn't get it, but he got those, it in the end. Those damn slow mo freeze frame reviews. Yeah, you know? damn those offsides. Damn. I thought they were going to take it away from him again, but then Hellebuck was oh. just crying that they lost with forty seconds left in the game. So. Yeah, Kachuk. Uh, I mean, it's Kachuk, so you never know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got pushed in. I think there was nothing there. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, nothing there. I, I guess I, I suppose I don't blame Lowry to in doing that though. Just I don't. Know. It wasn't even him. It was uh, Toronto. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Freaking Toronto. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even Dave Lowry. It's Can't automatic credit. Automatic and under two minutes in uh, in the third nowadays. Oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, under oh. two minutes in the third, or maybe even in other period. No, I think just in the third period. Oh, automatic. That's challenge. good to know. Actually, interesting. So we'll talk about the Kraken game first, and then we'll dig sure. into the Winnipeg game. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see Gio back, uh, even though he had a little temper tantrum at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought I thought the Flames played uh, a little sloppy, to be honest, against the Kraken. Um, you know, they kind of held, hung around. Um, you know, not making passes. Uh, they just looked a little off to me, and I was like, you know, this could be the start of the end. Like maybe we'll lose. Mm-hmm. And I was worried for this game. Um, I mean, they won, which is good. Like, hey, they've got to find ways to win, and they won that game. So uh, pretty happy with nine in a row and seeing Gio a little upset at the end, the passion, you know, is, is still there. That's good. Um, yeah. Him and Kachuk had a little, uh, scuffle. <laughs> if you want to call it that Kachuk <laughs> trying to end his life, you know, taking his legs out. Like, I don't know if Kachuk forgets how old that guy is, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's old. He's old. Kachuk, you can't, you can't be going for the legs. Dirty, dirty player. Oh. Yeah, Gio. Gio was a. Uh, he was. He was uh, going after Kachuk pretty, pretty hard there. I mean, he. Um, I think he was just trying to finish his check on backs there, but uh, yeah, yeah. And then that downward, that downward shove, that uh, was a pretty big cross check, I'd say, on uh, on Kachuk coming in. But you know, the the media tried making it a big thing, but no, it yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's just heat of the moment, you know. It's just talking. No. Yeah, it's that. Uh, yeah, it's just hockey. It's just a scrum. Nothing, nothing to it. Yeah, but but yeah, overall, like, and I'm not trying to be overly negative. Just trying to you know 
keep perspective that, uh, you know, we're not, you know, earlier in the streak, we were dominating teams. And now we're kind of uh, just winning, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Obviously fine. Really happy with it. Um, but yeah, just, you know, they're missing the net a little bit more. They're getting a little, you know, some fanciness starting to come in maybe a little bit too, too confident with themselves and not shooting as much. Just, uh, just some small bad habits creeping in. I think, I think they're overall, structure and game is still intact in that Seattle game, but uh, yeah, just a little sloppy. And uh, I mean, they still had lots of shots. I think, still think they had 40 shots and I mean, Seattle's not a very good team. I think if that was a better team, we probably would have lost that game to be honest, but we didn't. What do you think? Did you watch the yeah, game? I did watch the game. There were, it was pretty tight checking. Like, you know, we not the, type of hockey that we were used to the previous uh, eight games that we played, like you said, but I think, yeah, you know, that just, that just goes back to what Daryl was saying, right? Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Listen to your coaches, have fun out there and, you know, just make sure that you're playing the game the right way. And uh, I think that's, that's what they tried to focus on against Seattle. I think, you know, coming in, Pretty emotional night right off the bat. Uh, they had a pretty nice video tribute for Mark Giordano, who, of course, played 15 years with the Calgary Flames. And, uh, you know, we all love Gio. It was great seeing him back there. And, yeah, just right off the bat, lots of emotion and lots of energy in the game. But, you know, we, we have been playing a lot of hockey. And I think we're just kind of seeing us slow down a little bit in terms of, yeah, getting those bad habits, uh, maybe because they've, they're kind of tiring out a little bit but um yeah i mean the last two games we've been we've been playing playoff style hockey i would say you know we're, sure. we're not uh we're not doing the the we're not embarrassing opponents with with our goal scoring anymore the, the last couple of games we've uh pretty tight checking like it was one one i think we both games were um two one pretty pretty much near the end uh, did we get a empty net goal yesterday no, we didn't, but um, nope. or the other day, but uh, that was also a two-one game, and tonight was a three-one game, of course, because of that empty netter. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was interesting. I, I I wasn't expecting us to get to have such a hard time with with Seattle. To be honest, I thought we'd score more goals, uh, but man, Philip oh. Grubauer, Grubauer yeah, was playing really out well. of his mind. Yeah, yeah he just did. out of his he mind. Did. They could have had, I think in the third, I was like, man, they could have had four goals. Like They really, like, I think they flexed a bit in the third. Like, they could have scored a bunch of goals. Markstrom was also good, but um, Grubauer was, was, frankly, quite unreal. And Flames were a little bit unlucky. You know, Johnny had that empty net that hit the guy's leg. He was yeah, not even yeah. looking at the play. Like, just stuff like that. And the Anderson, like, <laughs> I don't know how he missed the net, but he missed the net <laughs> on that cross ice pass. I can't remember who. I think it was Backland. I can't remember. Um, but he had an empty net too, and he, yeah, I don't know what he was doing. He, he wasn't ready for it. I don't know, but he missed an empty net. So yeah, they could have with some nice saves and a little bit more luck. They could have put up five in that one. I think, even though it was a little bit, yeah, like you said, tight checking. Um, so, but there's a W. 
Yeah, yeah W is a W is a W. Yeah. And we have rattled 10 of those off. The last guy to do it was Glenn Gullitson, surprisingly. <laughs> Glenn, uh, the hair breezing. Yes. The well, actually, speaking of hair, did you see, did you catch a sight of Johnny's yes. hair today? I oh, did, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my goodness uh, gracious. I wish they didn't throw up Gene Principe on the screen. Oh, God, yeah. But uh, they did. Fuck. That guy. <laughs> I mean, he's Principe. not a bad guy. He's just freaking annoying. Ah, he's just the Oilers. If he was on the Flames, we would, we would like him. We no, I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. He's like he's like our Eric Francis, I would say. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, Francis. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know who I'd take over each other. I'd take, like, I'd take Gene. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Live with the puns. He's just trying to be Jay Onray then. Uh, oh. What's his name? Tool. Thank you, Dan Tool. Yeah, um, but he fails so spectacularly ab- bad. Absolutely, yeah. Just, absolutely. It's just so cringy. He's just not funny. That's no, so... it's it's just bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's Bless okay. that man, though. It's but it's fine. Johnny, fine. but though needs to needs to maybe go visit the barber. Yeah, uh, pretty quick here. I think he's uh, maybe let that unruly hair grow pretty pretty. Uh, maybe. Pretty ridiculously. He's gonna cut it when uh, they lose, you know. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Keeping it long until they, until they bite the bullet. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. If if something's if it ain't broke, don't uh, don't fix it, right? Fix it. Uh, I think though that it's it's time, Chris. It's time to to give credit where credits due. I think it's time we talk about the improved play of Eric Goodbranson and Nikita Zadorov. Hey sent- man, we gotta, we gotta, you know, like <sighs> we we would not have won ten games straight if those guys hadn't pulled their heads out of their asses and really stepped up to improve their play on that third pairing. They've, they've been, been good. They've been great. I'd even say great. Look, I mean, yeah. the Flames, I think, are twenty three goals less allowed than the next best in the West. Uh, you don't do that without good third pairing. You know? Yeah. Uh, they've been, they've been fantastic. I don't even. It's at the point where it's like I look at the trade deadline. I'm like, I'll add a guy that can sit in the press box because I don't want to touch the back end. I don't. Why would we mess with it? Like, unless you're getting like a Klingberg level player, I'm like, I don't really see any reason to change it. I know you talked before we started the podcast, like a couple, a couple players like Nick Letty. I'm like, no. <laughs> You want to pick that up later? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Chris. Oh, I'm oh talking goodness. about it. That's okay. We can. I didn't say it. You can edit it out. Edit. Where's our editor? Who's our editor? It's fine. You? It's fine. We'll talk about it. We'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll we'll we touched on it. We'll talk about it later. But okay. yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like. Fuck. We'll just talk about it. I'd like to have a shot taker, <laughs> a guy who can hit the net, right? Um, Did you get triggered by the that pop up in the middle of the game where they saw fifteen missed shots by Calgary? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, it was fifteen missed shots to five in the third. Uh, I, I think it was in the third, or maybe it was the end of the game. second. I think by the end of the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, we a lot of those shots came from the back end. We've been missing the net terribly. Oh, they suck. 
so that's that's where I could see us improve. And you know, Nick Letty is could be a guy who fits. I mean, he's he's been the quarterback of top power plays throughout his career. Uh, he's a puck mover. You know, he's okay in his defensive end. So uh, he's, there's another cup winner as well. He won, I think, mm-hmm. at least one cup with with the Hawks. Uh, he's making five and a half mil, though, but he'll be a UFA at the end of the season. So, you know, there's some salary attention would have to be done to make that deal work. But who, who, who's he playing for right now? I don't even know. Detroit. Oh, Stevie Y, man. Stevie Eiserman. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nick Letty. I mean, oh, and he's yeah, old too, yeah. isn't he? Like he's kind of a uh, thirty. Is, if the acquisition cost is low, I mean, yeah, it's all about acquisition cost. I, honestly, I'd be just, I, I would rather spend more money, like more resources, to get a better defenseman. That's it. I just, like we've talked about it lots of times over the last few episodes, but like I really do genuinely think this is a good year for the Flames. I think they have a, a really good shot. And if you want to be serious, like let's let's add another big piece. You know, Toffoli was was a big piece, and he's started off strong and he scored an empty net today. But I think he's been a little bit quiet um, yeah. overall, and uh, which is fine. New team and new yeah. system again. Trying to work it in. Yeah, yeah there's an adjustment, and he's kind of. He didn't get many minutes those first few games either, like no power play time type deal. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you like? Do you really? Would you rather have Nick Letty or Klingberg? Well, of course, I'd rather have Klingberg, but yeah. I'm sure the acquisition cost is going to be much different between the two guys. Absolutely, and but I think you have to think. Okay, well, yeah, we let's spend some assets. Yeah, because. Like I mean, really, like you, you do have to kind of go, go for it when you, when you have that window, when you have the opportunity. Yeah, you know, if the Flames keep playing like this, excuse me, you might have home ice like advantage from like if you make it through the West, like if you're at the top of the West or close. Yeah. I don't think we're catching Colorado, sure, but if yeah, you we're go not catching second Colorado. place or third place, like you're gonna have home ice where maybe the first two rounds. Like mm-hmm. that's huge. I think. I, I mean, you sometimes, sometimes you got to spend assets to, to go for that cup. I mean, it might hurt you a little bit short term. People say long term, but I mean, there's a draft every year. So I mean, you spend another pick, then it's just one year you're losing that prospect. I mean, and prospects are kind of, I don't know, jelly beans anyway to me. But yeah. Anyway, Sutter had that methodology, and it didn't really work out for him as a GM. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know how that worked out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I, I I definitely agree with you. And hey, man, I was I was ready to give up, or I was yeah, I was ready to give up Matthew Phillips, uh, Connor Zary, Dylan Dubé mm-hmm. for Toffoli. Why not? Give up one of those guys for John Klingberg, other than yeah. the fact that, of course, they're in the same conference. Um, yeah. Dallas is is pretty pesky, but right now they're only three points out of a playoff spot. Uh, fifty six points. Los Angeles is holding on to that second wild card spot with fifty nine. So you know they've they've got a tough decision. You know, like they they might not be willing to sell Klingberg. Like I would like to have yeah. him, obviously, as early as possible, but. Um, I mean, unless we'd have to blow them away with an offer, at which point I don't think 
you know, they, we should probably try to get him for as little as possible, seeing as how mm-hmm. he's a UFA after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be all for getting John Klingberg on the Calgary Flames, but that would be the costs will be something to talk about. I mean, maybe, maybe giving up Dubé and, um, a couple other guys would be enough to, to get him on the team. See, I wouldn't give up Dubé. And, and, and the reason why is I don't want to subtract from the team as mm. it is currently built. Unless, like, the only player I would take off, you know, to upgrade is maybe Ruzichka right now, even though he's been yeah. fine. But Ruzichka and Lewis, like, th- those are the only two I'm looking at that I'm like, okay, like, we could maybe have some upgrades there like lewis is is he's fine right i'm not complaining about lewis but i mean there yeah. could be an upgrade right like you could upgrade on that position and same thing with Rizichka. he's been he's been quite good but he has mm-hmm. moments in the defensive zone where it's like oh are you even trying <laughs> to play <laughs> or like you, you see some of those criticisms uh from the past and like yeah i can i can see that like maybe an extra stride or a little bit of effort and he probably gets it out, but I do like his offensive uh, ability on that fourth line. But I mean, there's there's some minor upgrades to be had on the defensive end, and I just don't want to take. I don't want to make a hole, you know. Yeah, Dubé leaving while he hasn't been super effective offensively, it still makes a hole that we yeah. have to fill. And I don't know, we maybe move up someone from that fourth line to that spot. But now we have a rookie again on that fourth line. Now we have two rookies on that fourth line type of situation. Yeah. Well, you know I'd saying? only be moving. Well, I yeah, I'd only be moving be willing to move Dubay for the cap to, to make sure the numbers work. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, there's no other way that we're getting Klingberg otherwise. So yeah. no, that's, that's the only issue, but uh, you know, we're also forgetting saying all this. We're also forgetting Yusuf Alamaki is still toiling away in Stockton. Uh, <laughs> toiling. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's there. Yeah. He's still down yeah. there. Yeah. Played 14 games now. So, you know, he could be. I think we just need to give him a chance because you know we maybe he could be a guy that we give up for a John Klingberg, but you know he is kind of a guy who may turn out to be a John Klingberg. So would it make more sense to just hold on to him and bring him up come playoff time and see what he can do? Because he did have a pretty good playoffs against uh, Colorado in that like yeah, he, he was probably our best defenseman um, in that, that in that series. Yeah, he did for sure. But that was before, of course. Yes, the injuries, ankle injuries. Yes. Yeah, and knee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's. I just, I just want to see. Uh, I just want to see him more in the AHL. Just give him some playing time, and yeah, there's no pressure down there. You know, maybe let him forget his ego, <laughs> which he does have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've learned, yes. Uh, you know, kind of humble him a bit, just like Shellington. Like, just earn your earn your way onto the roster. Like, make us put you on. That's what Shellington did. That's true. Well, he he got an opportunity and he has not left. And now he's one of the honestly, I think he's one of the best in the league for certain stats. Like, he's up there for preventing opportunities that helps playing with Tanev. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, He's he's solidified himself in our top four, and he's not going anywhere. I want Valimaki to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to continue gifting him NHL ice 
just because he's there and he has promise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so. I'd, I'd agree with that for sure. Um, but but you're right. He is there as an option. Yeah. Yeah, he is there as an option. Uh, I, I do think you're right, though. It is better to, more often than not, it's better to let a guy percolate in the AHL uh, rather than throwing him up and giving him that ice time, like you said. And I think maybe because we gave him that ice time earlier in his career, he's now entitled. He feels entitled to it. So uh, it, that it's could an be assu- the case. It's an assumption, obviously. Yeah. But like, wow, you know, I mean, based on what we heard, it's kind of like, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. it's a true assumption. Yeah. And look, looking at his stats, he has seven points in 14 games, which is yeah. fine. No goals, you know, no mm-hmm. goals, minus one. Uh, lots of shots, 41 shots, which is really good for 14 games as a defenseman. Yeah. Um, I think, and he did think, I think he scored in uh, in the shootout the mm. other day. And well, so. the, having 41 shots on net is a good sign because that means he's actually hitting the net. Hitting the net. It's not something that our back end <laughs> is particularly strong at. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that, is one of the main reasons I'd like to see uh, Valley Mackey up with the team, just because you know we could do a lot more <laughs> hit it if, if if we hit the net, especially on that power play too. Um, but we we mentioned Dubé too, and I have noticed that he does have an extra pep in his step um, in the game against Winnipeg. I mean, he made a couple yeah. good defensive plays uh, in our in his in his own zone. Yes. Um, there was one sequence where he did that and skated hard into the, uh, the offensive zone and, and was able to get the puck back and maintain possession uh, enough for a scoring opportunity or at least a shot um, for the team. So, you know, I think I, I did notice that he's been playing on that fourth line, though. That, I don't know. Sutter's Daryl's kind of throwing, mixing up the lines quite a bit in game. Um, I don't know Lately. if that was just. Yeah, I don't know if that was just because guys are getting caught off um, changes or if, if, if it's penalties. Yeah, I guess there were a lot of penalties today. Hey? Yeah, yeah, just to get. I think it's just to get people ice, ice time. time. He did. He did it against uh, the Kraken too. I think when we had a short stretch of a lot of penalties, I think he yeah. mixed up lines a bit. But yeah. So good, good to see Dubay uh, with with that extra step. Um, good to see Money Hands Monahan. Oh, <laughs> hold on, cheese. Go top cheese. It was vintage Monahan. It was so nice was to see that nice go goal. in the net. Yeah, it was a very nice goal. Because man, he's been plopping those right into the crest this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh but yeah. He, that was a vintage Monahan shot. Like no, really, like I was surprised when the shot left his stick. I was like, oh yeah. There it goes. I'm like, if that's surprising for a fan, it's even harder for a goalie, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And he made it look so easy. He just, yeah. just let it go. Well, just full lazy. send. Send it. That would be, that's another player, too, right? Like, that if the playoff comes along and he returns back to 75% of what he was, that's a free, that's a trade acquisition without actually making a trade, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, we could yeah. definitely use the goals from from Sean Monahan. Um, like, nice to see Tyler Toffoli in the top power play as well. I mean, that's where mm-hmm. I envisioned him to be. I think did he end up taking? I think he ended up taking Monahan's spot even too. Yes, so, he did. Yeah, yeah. Which, and Monahan scored on that second power play. So, yes, that's spread, right. Spread the love. I yeah. love that. I love Toffoli there. We have Lindholm. Why do we need Monahan on that power play? Yet? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Puts a Foley, and now we have two one-time, two one-timers. Yeah, one on the left and one on the right. It's that's how it should be, and, and I think they looked pretty dangerous. They had some, they had some good looks today, uh, on the power play. First line. Yeah, they really did. I mean, it was it was fun to watch because it you're you're kind of getting the sense of this team. I mean, they were already clicking on all cylinders before we got to Foley, and now that we've had him just inserted into the lineup, he's just well, like Brad said, right? He, he touches all aspects of the game. Um, yes. Special teams, five on five, everything is is within Tyler Toffoli's domain, uh, and he does everything well. I mean, today you mentioned that he he was he's been quiet the last couple games, but he's still making those little p- plays that yes. uh, that help winning hockey teams, right? I mean, he's clearing the puck properly, he's getting his stick in lanes. He's finishing his checks. He's getting pucks deep. Like he's he's doing everything. Just the complete two hundred foot player. Um, yeah, just the perfect fit for for the Flames. And uh, I've been very impressed with. Even though he had the points haven't come. I mean, he he does have. Oh, I mean, I guess he's got three points in three or four games played now. Oh, does he so, have three? Oh. Well, because he scored or maybe two, just two. And two. Yeah. Oh uh, no, you're right. And I mean, he's still on a. I mean, he's got two goals already. One was empty net, but like I said, that the opportunity was pretty. It's been pretty small, especially the first two games. I don't think he was getting a ton of ice time. You know, just kind of getting him into the motions, and then uh, you know he's been working his way. I think a little bit, but you're right. Like just those little, little subtle little plays. You know, like holding on to the puck a little bit longer than making a pass or. Putting it in the right place for Dubé or Monahan to get it, like so those plays we were not getting from uh, an unknown source. I don't know who <laughs> would be that person. I don't. I don't think Flames fans even know his name anymore. Who is it? I can't remember, and hopefully, I never have to remember. Um, anyway, his, his uh, brother just got traded. Actually, his brother yeah. just got traded oh, man, to Brett Ritchie. It's Brett Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I. Look, yeah, which is big, but man, like to fully just, yeah, all those little subtle little plays in the defensive zone, neutral zone. Um, it's been nice <laughs> to see. The offense will come, I think. That's oh, yeah. Bills. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to come. And that's and just, still has two, uh, still has two points. Yeah. What he's six foot four, Brett Ritchie is. I think Tyler Toffoli is pretty much, oh, he's six. Yeah, so he's smaller, oranges, but, but I, mean, I mean, he still throws his body around. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's built tough. Like he's he's a he's a pretty. I mean, they're hockey players. They're they're meant to be like that, I suppose. But um, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we when we come back, maybe more depth pieces that we could target and trade, and uh, we'll we'll get a little bit more on the on the breakdown of this game. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hoops fans, latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars of do- in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming sources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back to Blasty's Corner. So before the break, I mentioned that, uh, oh, well, actually one fun fact before, I think it was, well, Eric Francis and Ryan Leslie were talking about this on the broadcast, but I think it's over now, but uh, before today, Tanev, was the only Flames player still to not be on the ice for a a five-on-five goals against. Uh, During the streak, yeah. During this. Oh, during the streak. It wasn't just over the... No, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was like, oh my (laughs) God, that's fucking... I better write that down. Okay, okay. It was during during the 10-game streak. That's still pretty impressive for 10 games. It's Yeah, it's huge. That's, That's hard to do. I mean... And you're on the ice for half the game, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, well, yeah, he he literally is on the ice for half the game. I'm glad you were paying attention. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm here to back you up, Grant. I mean, uh, you know, past years you had no one backing you up, but exactly, I just sounded like an idiot. Yeah, uh, all the time, I'm like an idiot really that I am. Tough, really tough but... to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think today was he a minus one today? So I think. That means he was hold on. Oh, he's even. But he did have a minus after the first period. I think he was I think he was on the ice for that first goal against. Oh no. So what can you do? But what a streak that was. I mean pretty good, uh pretty good. I mean that that's amazing. It's it's amazing stat. It is. We can tell how Tanev has been just such a rock steady performer on the back end uh just complete package uh seeing him in front of markstrom too i mean they know each other so well from their years in vancouver um it it really does truly give me a sense of you know like whereas before in years past even though we had geo with mike smith in the net it's like well fuck like he's he's gonna let in one lemon that's the thing you know triggered Seeing Tanev standing in front of Markstrom, I, I just know that things will more likely than not be okay. Honestly, yeah. Like I even feel good with Shillington back there. Like I feel yeah. calm with him because he could skate his way out of so many problems. Seeing him, I'm gonna dish on Shillington a bit, but seeing him skate the puck out of the zone when he's mm-hmm. just like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna skate the puck out of the zone and <laughs> yeah. maybe go for a rush. That's it's very refreshing to see. It's like that's why this guy was a. Projected, you know, top pick in the draft he was in, but then fell because of uh, quotes attitude issues, which obviously are gone. Yeah, like no kidding. I mean, that's 
I mean, yeah. he's he's been nothing but he hasn't given us yeah. any attitude. No, yeah, no, like he was. I think he was projected to go like top three in that draft. Like he was yeah. highly, highly, highly touted because he obviously you can see like the skills and yeah. the speed are there. He's got the tools, the tools. He's got yeah. the tools. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's nice. Tanev and and Chillington. Uh, it's 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 calming and. I feel more calm with them than I do uh, even at Rasmus and Noah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because they both kind of <laughs> a little scrambly at times to make some, some silly plays. Um, you know, like Noah taking out the goalie yeah. today in the third period with like two minutes left. <laughs> Backland, Backland having to make like a massive play. Like that was really, he really saved the game. Like he yeah. controlled it with Shifley on his back and then, you know, cleared the puck out while Martian was like <laughs> trying to crawl off Hannafin. <laughs> yeah. Just took him out for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that and that was I was just I, I didn't know what was going on there. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just you just close your eyes, you know, kind of peek through the, the finger mask and like hope that the puck didn't go in the net. Yeah. Um so how did you feel about the game today overall? We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, no, I was very happy with it. I mean, that's just playoff hockey. You know, we've we've played the last two games that we've played, actually. You know, we mentioned it earlier, but been very tight checking. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting, obviously, a shootout with um, the uh, Winnipeg Jets there. But, you know, I expected some more offense, you know, not a 1-1 not a game into with like 40 seconds left in the game that was definitely fun to watch. Cause I mean, you know, that that's, those are the types of games that you got to grind out in the playoffs. And uh, I, I think it shows that even though Winnipeg has struggled this year, that both these teams are built for the playoffs. And um, I think Daryl was thrilled, honestly, with, with the way we played today. Um, that's how you play winning hockey. Yeah, that that was a playoff game, and I'm, the Winnipeg scares me. I don't think they're doing very good this year. But man, if they somehow make the playoffs, dangerous team, like scary, scary team to face in the first round because you never know with a guy like Hellebuck, who yeah. can be, you know, is one of the best goalies in the league, yes, uh, by far, yes. Uh, yeah, he can <laughs> he can win a series for you, and uh, they shut us down today, like. Honestly, like they played really, really well defensively. Like they stifled our forecheck, quick puck movement out of the zone. They had tic tac toe breakouts, and I was like, "Man, Calgary is really struggling." Because a lot of teams they can, and there are moments in the game, but like a lot of teams, they just overwhelm them with their forecheck. They get three mm-hmm. guys in most of the time on the puck to turn that puck over, and then they move it back to the D, and then that's kind of how they, you know work teams but man helipuck gets back there either stops it or you know jets d makes a quick first pass and then they're out of the zone and i think the flames even had to adjust a bit because like they were kind of getting caught i feel like sometimes with guys deep and the jets just broke out so easy and a little bit of odd man rushes going the other way um so yeah scary team to play and um but they the flames you know they held in there Mm-hmm. They played that. They played that checking game. They're totally fine and comfortable, which is nice to see. In the past, they weren't comfortable in those games, and yeah, 
just got a late goal. Nice, beautiful goal. And Bob's your uncle. Classic 2-1 Sutter game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grinded out, uh, you know, work boots on type game. And yeah, I, I think, yeah, you like you said, they were they were comfortable. And, and that's what the main difference was uh, from this year to previous years. You know, a lot of the times when we were in that situation, you just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go after pucks the way they went after pucks all night tonight. Uh, you, you would not see them put in that effort and you know, it's, 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 it's fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's playoff hockey. And, and like you said, I think Connor Hellebuck is definitely a top end talent. I mean, right now, I think in terms of goalie talent, top three in the league is, are probably Vasilevsky, Connor Hellebuck second and John Gibson third. That that's that's how I would rank yeah. goalies in terms of talent right yeah. now. Yeah. Shisterkin's um, probably making a case. Yeah. Yeah. Shisterkin's definitely he's probably fourth, I I guess, and then Markstrom's fifth, I suppose. Um I mean he's been he's been yeah, maybe, so good yeah. this yeah, year. Markstrom's been really good. Yeah. Right. I mean yeah, you look at uh, the other guys, there's Carter Hart was supposed to be really good, but mm-hmm. he's fallen off in a big way. Jordan Bennington's fallen off in a big way. Um, Robin Lehner's really good too. Um, I should mm-hmm. I should throw a throw that out there. And Sergei Bobrovsky, when he's at his best, is yep. is also top ten definitely. So you know, not a lot of not a ton of you know. I mean, every team needs a goalie, but there aren't a lot of truly elite talents. And Connor Hellebuck is definitely one of them. Good thing we have our own uh, yes. <laughs> world elite talent. It's it's a good thing, like because some goalies thrive in different situations too. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Smith can be an elite goalie, but he needs he like sixty shots against a game to yeah. be an elite goalie. Otherwise, his head just wanders. You know, I yeah, think he just loses focus. Markstrom, I think, used to be like that in in, in Vancouver, but this year he's kind of like turning it around a little bit. Like he's able to handle lower shot loads and stay mentally in it. Um, which is nice to see. And not a lot of, go- not every goalie can do that. You know, I'm curious how some of those other elite goalies would do in a situation like ours. Mm-hmm. Where we, we play pretty, like, we don't give up a lot, really. Um, no. And I, there's not many, I think a lot of goalies do struggle in those types of systems because they just lose their focus a bit. Um, I think Vasilevsky would do good in Calgary because <laughs> I don't think Tampa gives up very much either. So, no, but Vasilevsky <clears throat> does. I mean, I I have Vasilevsky in our keeper league, so he I do. He does tend to lose games when the shots aren't high. Fun. But uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. But he yeah. he kind of has he has peaks and valleys too, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. is obviously the best goaltender in the league. So. Yeah. Tampa rides him hard, especially yeah. because they have Brian Elliott as their freaking backup. So, <laughs> um, and that's what, that's what is, that's what I think is the issue with, uh, with Connor Hellebuck as well. And, you know, um, Kelly Rudy mentioned this and agrees mm-hmm. with me as well, or I guess I agree with Kelly Rudy. Uh, yes. he mentioned on the broadcast. <laughs> uh, that's, Kelly, that Hellebuck is yeah. overworked, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're seven points out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, they've already played 50 games and seven points behind Los Angeles. You know, they, you know, it's, it's a pretty difficult hill to climb and it's so tough. It's very tough. And, you know, Nikolai Ehlers is still out long-term. Um, they've kind of dealt with injuries all season. I think they've, they've yeah. had guys coming in and out of the lineup. So, um, not their, uh, 
you know, not their year this year, but they're still, like you said, a very, very dangerous team and, um, you know, good team to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. If they make it, watch out. They could do, they can do damage. Like, yeah. I don't know when Ehlers is coming back, but that's an elite player right there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. They can do damage. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll make it though this year. They're pretty far back there. Yeah. They're pretty far back. And I, I don't really, I mean, they're not going to sell the farm to, to pick up a guy, you know, like they, no. they might as well try to recoup and, yeah. you know, see what they can see what they have. And don't they have, they have Cole Perfetti right on, on their team or no. Who's, who's one of their, their big rookies. Perfetti, I think is. Yeah. Is it Perfetti? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. played a couple games for them already. And so, you know, give him some more ice time. I think that's how I would go. Yeah. You know, um, give him some time to, to adjust and they've, they've got some good, they've got some good, uh, you know, depth on, on that team as well. Right. I mean, Adam Lowry's a really good player. Uh, Andrew cop, they might sell him and, you know, get some assets from him. They've still got Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, you know, a couple guys that, uh, that are coming in. It'll be, Adam very, Brooks. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. Adam Brooks. Yeah. From waivers. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. He's, uh, yeah, I, I think he's changed teams like, man, I don't even know, like five or six <laughs> times this season already. He's the new Lee Stemniak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Poor yeah. Stemniak, too. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, as long as he gets to play, it's just, you know, different <laughs> uh, different jersey every other night, I suppose. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sent down and up and down. Yeah. Yeah. crazy uh, but uh, I, I want one one more thing that I want to actually fly by you as well you you mentioned that you know if, if we're looking at something to because I think I think you're right I think unless we're going after a guy like Klingberg we should just leave our D pairs the same just leave them alone uh, call up Valamaki maybe Connor Mackey as well um Oh, for yeah, the playoffs and, him. and see what they can do. Uh, so leave the D four, uh, the decor alone. And then, you know, if, if we want to find a replacement for Trevor Lewis on that fourth line, maybe we can go after a guy by the name of Callie Yarncroke, who's also actually Zebulon's oh, cousin. Oh gosh. <laughs> Get another Swede on the team. Yarncroke. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, he's got he's got hands. He's got speed. He can score goals. He, he was a pretty effective yeah. player for the for the Nashville Predators uh, before um, he was shipped to Seattle in the expansion draft. Did they? Was oh, it was the expansion draft? Yeah, I'm yeah, they grabbed him the from the expansion draft. Um, I don't hate that idea. I mean, obviously, a lot of that name just pops up because it's Lindholm's cousin. Um, yes, but he's still a good player. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to. This new layout of the sites, dude. I can't find anything anymore. I changed it to a sidebar because they're all hip and new. These new websites. Um. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's got 20 points in 39 games. That's. That's all right. That would be an upgrade on Lewis for sure. Yeah. Uh, minus eight too, so not bad relative to the other members of the. 
<laughs> Kraken? Or? I mean, he's playing on Seattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone else is kind of in the minus high teens. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that's when we're talking about plus minus not meaning a lot. Like, you got to be standing out to be uh, like, oh, maybe, you know, this player. You know who would also be interesting if they would be willing? Brandon Tanev. Brandon Tanev. 15 points in 30 games. I was, he's related to Chris, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I guess he would be, wouldn't he? He's a brother, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he's plus plus four on that team somehow. Oh, he hasn't played in a while. I think he's he's injured. <clears throat> that's why I think. Yeah, he is injured. Yeah. Uh, just an interesting, like, is he? Oh, you know, he, no, he's out. He's season ending. He's oh. got a season ending ACL injury. That's why. Well, ignore me then. I'm an yeah, because because no, you're right. Uh, Tanev would be a very intriguing uh, addition, I would say, because I mean, yeah, he brings lots to the table that uh, we can definitely use in uh, in the playoffs. And right? he would, and he and he gets offense in a way, in in that role, I guess. You know, like he's a grinder type player. Like he just works hard. He's gritty. And can put up offense. Like some players, like need those opportunities to put up offense. And but like mm-hmm. you got to think about where we where are we slotting this player? We're slotting him on the fourth line. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, whoever. Yeah. So, so maybe like, it wouldn't be best because he's making three and a half mil next year until twenty twenty four. Like Yarn Croak or Tanev. Tanev. Oh yeah, no. If he's out, yeah. Like Yarn Croak, like does he? Is he going to be successful scoring in that fourth line role, or is he just going to disappear off the map? That's what I'm kind of curious about. I'm trying to. Well, he'd be playing with uh, with the depth that we have right now, right? He'd be playing with uh, Dubé and and Ruzicka. So, Lucic, Ruzicka. Well, yeah, they moved around lines. But... Well, yeah, they moved them around because I think they, yeah, they put Lucic with Sean Monahan and Tyler Toffoli. He he he's getting. Looks like looking as I saw him, he's getting like sixteen to twenty minutes a night, mm-hmm. which is second to first line minutes on the crack. Yes, he's yes, he's playing play. on the second line. Yeah, and he's probably getting some power play time too. Yeah, he is. He's, well, yeah, he's got some power play points in there sprinkled. He's probably second unit, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm just curious how he does with a smaller role. That's all. I don't know. I like the Lindholm connection. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if it's if it's the right move. Shut down by your co-host. Well, I mean that's fine. It's just you know it's it's uh, it's always good to to think about these things. And you mentioned <laughs> that you'd be looking to replace Trevor Lewis anyway. So you know yes. maybe if Lucic is going to be down on that fourth pairing or fourth line then maybe Yarncroke goes up to play with Tyler Toffoli and Sean Monaghan <laughs> maybe that'll give him some I mean like I said before he doesn't really Sutter doesn't really have a fourth line he just rolls all four and you're right giving him the opportunity to slot in a guy like Callie Yarncroke who is very much uh, kind of like an all-around 30 to 40 point player you know that's that's third line yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's and career high is 35 points. Acquisition cost will be low for sure. Yeah, he's only making two mil this year, and then he's a free agent after. And I mean, even if we don't go after him at the trade deadline, maybe he comes over 
to be an inexpensive bottom six, middle six winger uh, for us after the after the after the season, right? And then that's a way we can build around our middle six and you know find a way to sign all our top end talent. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it could be interesting. Always good to think about. But uh, yeah, the Flames now look to break the franchise record for most games, most winning streak. What am I even saying? Yeah, I guess <laughs> most winning streak. Most winning streak. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. Uh, they're going to go for 11 on Thursday against the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, yeah, I think if unless you have anything else you want to chat about, Chris. Uh no, I'm I'm excited to see them play against Vancouver. Vancouver's been playing well, I believe, lately. Um, so it should be a good game, exciting game. See what we can do. Yeah, I'd love, I will. I'd love they, to see eleven. Actually, they got they got blown out by uh, by the Ducks seven to oh. four <laughs> on Saturday. I mean, that's not even like I think uh, Ducks are sneaky good. Yeah. They're fighting for their playoff lives too. I mean, they they just well, the Ducks had a terrible road trip. Um, Young teams. Alberta there, so it's a tough stretch of the season. Like this mm-hmm. doesn't get talked about a lot. I think it's a it's a lot of hockey for these like a Zegris type player. It's a lot of hockey they play, and uh, yeah, I this middle stretch where the games are kind of getting hard. You know, you still got 30 to 40 games left of the season. You're kind of maybe getting a little tired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough for young teams, I think, this straight part of the season. And uh, a lot of games back-to-back with all the COVID kerfuffle. Yes. So. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's almost better, though, because, I mean, it gets your body sharp and, and gets your mind right. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. better than how we freaking entered the the playoffs in 2018-19 where we just kind of or 17-18 whatever it was yeah um but we just kind of yeah limped in like that was not i mean we we just rested right and that threw us threw us off we weren't ready to play and anaheim or sorry colorado at the time were fighting for their playoff lives so they they were they were rearing to go so we just couldn't match that intensity and i i think we need to hopefully we'll have learned from that and um, you know, we'll match that intensity going forward. So, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the end of this episode. I would say if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, follow us at Twitter on, on Twitter at Blasty's corner. Uh, don't forget to follow the hockey podcast network as well at HockeyPodNet for all the latest episodes from podcasts of all 32 NHL teams. And until next time, folks, we will catch you guys soon and we'll talk to you later. Go Flames, go. Peace. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.